0: The Big 12 slate, not as loaded as other conferences are this week, but still plenty of loser leaves town matches when it comes to the Big 12 title race, and we have not even begun conference play. I am Josh Neighbors. This is the Neighborhood Watch here on Crystal Ball College Football, part of the 365 Sports Network. Find us wherever you all get your podcasts here on YouTube. Like the video, subscribe to the channel. Let's get those likes up. Uh, please help us do that. That's, that's what gets these videos around. So guys, this week we are faced with a massive weekend in college football. There are uh, eight games that feature undefeated teams squaring off. Now, one of those is in the big 12 with Kansas taking on BYU, but most of those are actually not happening in the big 12. That's the only one. And so while a lot of these big 12 games are almost kind of support games in some ways, this slate offers a lot of massive spots coming up for these teams. I mean, a lot of fan bases, if you thought about some kind of Cinderella big 12 championship type of run this year, this is a make or break week for you. And I I do not believe that that is hyperbole at all because there is a clear top class of the league And that top class of the league has a chance to put some distance between them and the hopefuls. And that can't happen. The hopefuls can't be clearing out ground, making or trying to make up ground rather as we look forward. Also the Saturday sevens coming up later, but let's look at this big 12 slate and tackle what we have available. I believe it's last week before we start getting buys as well too. So. Uh, let's go to my uh, my my uh, Saturday slate graphic for the Big 12 conference, and once again, guys, I'm still clearing out with some of the uh, the uh, issues I was having with my uh, you know the vocal cords. So I appreciate you all sticking with us. But here we go. All right, so 11 a.m. on Fox, Oklahoma takes on Cincinnati. Also, 11 a.m. on FS1, it's that Iron Skillet clash with smu and tcu so oklahoma cincinnati is that first matchup we're looking at oklahoma so far so good dylan gabriel has thrown for 900 yards 11 touchdowns just to one interception he feels that heat of one jackson arnold right in his rear view and his quality of play has no doubt been elevated Say what you want about Art Bryles on the sideline. Say what you want about that fiasco. Say what you want about the fast start that Oklahoma had last year before they faltered. But we have to say, so far, so good for the Sooners. Now, do I know if it's fool's gold or not like last season? No, we're not sure yet. This is a good first test, right? If you look so far at what Oklahoma has been tasked with, It's been Arkansas State, who is bad, SMU, who might be decent, and that was a slow start for them, and then Tulsa. The good news for the Sooners is this is their first game out of the state of Oklahoma, right? The road game last week was a road game, but it was in Tulsa. They took care of business. This will be a hostile environment, but this is also a team that I believe Cincinnati needed to win last week because I don't think Cincinnati is as good of a football team as OU. The one thing that a team like Cincinnati could have generated from a perfect non-conference slate is some irrational confidence. A 3-0 Cincinnati heading into Oklahoma is a bit of a different animal than a 2-1 Cincinnati team that was brought down to earth last week thanks to an upset loss against Miami of Ohio so i know there's motivation there but they've already been caught they're already questioning themselves and the foot is to the floor right now for oklahoma 14 i don't know it's a big number but uh cincinnati is not the kind of team that is built to climb their way out of a hole right they want to run the football they want to keep Emory jones on schedule and I think Oklahoma early on in this game is going to do the best they can to get him off schedule to take an early lead and to try for an 11 a.m. kickoff. It's going to be energetic. It's going to be a good atmosphere, but to try and quiet what should be a raucous crowd early on in the contest. So I think this game is going to be decided. You know, Some people say, hey, it's going to come down to that last quarterly. Like SMU-TCU, probably one of those contests that you think might be decided there in the uh, second half right these teams are banging it out you might think all right whichever team gets that late stop or late turnover whatever it is or which team gets over that 14 point lead and we're trading scores with a team that wins the game i think this game is one of those oklahoma and cincinnati that will be decided in the first 15 we'll know what kind of contest we'll have there early on 11 a.m on fs1 this is smu And this is TCU. This is the iron skillet game. This is uh, Sonny Dykes, obviously, round number two against SMU. This is an SMU team that gets the win against Louisiana Tech in week one, but falters against Oklahoma in week two, although they were uh, pretty stout, I would say, defensively at times. They rebounded the next week. TCU is also coming off of a trouncing of Houston, but what does that mean? We're not sure how good that team is. So a whole lot of questions being asked of both teams, a whole lot on the line here because it is a rivalry game, but I think TCU is slowly but surely turning the corner and I don't care how it's done by hook or by crook. This is a game that TCU must win because TCU stretch right now. SMU at home, West Virginia at home next Saturday night At Iowa State on the 7th of October. BYU at home. There is a very good opportunity here for TCU to rip off five straight victories because they've already taken care of one of their road games. Three of the next four are at home. They're all against like quality level opponent, but not teams. Not there's no team the next four games that has a better roster than TCU has. And so while TC was able to overcome some of that last year, like not being the better roster, I think the thing that did show up in a lot of games last year was their roster being better than other teams helped them overcome, right? The big sticks in the middle, guys like Jamoy Hodge, you know, landing big hits and, and then being able to force their way downhill physically in the run game and making adjustments on defense and the age of Max Duggan. Like they need those things to show up again in these games. so they can put some distance between them and their opponents. Six and a half here. I'll lay it with TCU because I think it's a big moment for them in this program when it comes to this season. I think it's a big deciding game because I think they've got a chance to rip off some wins here, and I would not be shocked if we see a 5-1 and TCU team before they hit that that two-game road trip Uh, against k-state and texas tech and at that point in time guys if we're five and one tcu on october 15th and they're heading to k-state we're talking about a tcu team obviously halfway through the season is a big 12 title contender at that point so this one's big for that now once again like they could still rip off those wins after this game but you are at home it's a rivalry game you're ending the rivalry win the damn game 2.30 2.30 on ESPN, it's BYU in Kansas, one of eight games nationally this week. And guys, at the schedule here. I mean, there is really not a whole lot of good moments. Uh, this, is a, this is a slate chock full of big, meaningful Big 12 games. If you want your first loser leaves town match in terms of the Big 12 championship game, I would actually posit that this is one of them. Might say, well, Josh, both these teams are undefeated. They've not gotten to the conference play, sure, but the winner of this outside shot, outside contender, the loser of this, though, I'm not saying I'm not saying a three and one team that's one of these two teams can't do it. But seriously, are we going to say a three and one BYU a three and one Kansas after a loss here is still a Big Twelve title contender? I'm not going to say that. I'm not sure anybody outside of those two fan bases would say that to you. So I think this game is huge. I think nine and a half is a big number. I think they. I think Vegas keeps asking KU to lay big numbers. Uh, they covered against Illinois, but it got dicey. I forgot if they covered in week one. I forgot the number landed. They did not cover last week against Nevada. And as I've been saying this, like, There is still a there is still a little bit of Kansas left in Kansas that Lance Leipold is still kind of coach out and get out of this team. I think he can do it eventually, but it's a bit of a process to get there. Right, it's a bit of a process to get to that point uh, where you are. You know, you you get that as just spilled beverage, but we're good. We're gonna keep rolling on. It's not too bad. Uh, You know, it's a bit of a process to get to that point where you're not anymore. And look, guys, like BYU was not great last week. BYU was not bringing down the house um, against Arkansas. They were tough though. They showed a lot of character. And so they're going to force Kansas to basically like, you got to beat them for 60 minutes. Because if you give BYU an inch, they're good on special teams. They will take advantage of that. They will take advantage of your mistakes. They can hit some explosive plays and they can then run the ball a little bit too. And they have a, they have a quarterback and it's like, they can do a little bit of everything. They, I'm not sure they can consistently do everything, but like, they will consistently give you a little bit of everything, right? They'll sprinkle in a big explosive run play, a big pass play, a trick play, a, a nice throw from Keaton Slovis, a one-handed catch if you mess up, you know, after a turnover. Like they can kind of they, they turned over Arkansas last week and immediately scored. So this is one of those games where Kansas needs to mind their P's and Q's, or they will find themselves on the wrong end of what BYU did last week. I'll take BYU plus the points. I like the Jayhawks here, but I think this line should be much closer to three than it should be closer to ten. I'm serious about that. I think KU's got the better team, or or better players rather, but BYU's proven me more as a collective team at this juncture in time. All right, 2:30 on ESPN Plus. This is also a loser leaves town match because of the like West Virginia. Has a massive opportunity here, right? Uh, if Texas Tech has any chance of rectifying what happened at the start of their season, and look, they have not played a Big 12 game yet, but if we're talking about Texas Tech, the Big 12 title contender, this was one of those games we circled on the schedule as a game where, and this is more of a loser-leaves-town match, like Texas Tech got to put up or shut up, Right. West Virginia, we're not we're not expecting a Big 12 title contender. If they win this game, eh, let me cook it with some gas here, right? And they've got some injuries on their side. But because of those injuries, I'm telling you all that West Virginia should not win this football game. Texas Tech is favored by six. They have the better roster. Uh, I'm not sure they have a, uh, you know, we'll see about the better coach, but it seems like they've got the better coach. They have the better quarterback, right? This is one of those games that if you are the Texas Tech Red Raiders You should win, right? This is one of those games. You should win. I think the spread reflects that earlier in the week. I was feeling more West Virginia, but because of Texas tech having the edge in the injury department, I am going to go with the red Raiders in this contest. I'm going to lean that direction, but they got to show me. You got to show me if WV wins this one, we're cooking with some serious gas. Neil Brown that's just a heartbeat. It's not just a one pulse. It's a, it's a boom. We're starting to get into the, the right mindset, right frame about hey, maybe Neil Brown does save that job of his. Oklahoma State takes on Iowa State at three o'clock on FS1. All these times, by the way, are Central Time as always here in God's time zone. Um, this one is must see TV for all the wrong reasons. Iowa State just lost to Iowa and then a MAC school in Ohio. Oklahoma State just lost to South Alabama by 26 points. Both of these coaches are cons- were, I guess are, considered two of the better coaches. I saw the fan rumor on Oklahoma State's message board about the fans walking out, whatever, the players walking out, whatever. Um, obviously, like things are not going well for Mike Gundy and company. Mike Gundy has decided to act like nothing is wrong at all. Iowa State is three and a half point favorite. Guys, I would not pick Iowa State to beat anybody. I will pick whichever coach I trust more. I, I'm picking Oklahoma State. Um, I don't know if their players have quit. Um, I don't know if them players, those players, quitting or, or like th- this game is one of those. Just don't bet it. Whatever you do, do not bet this football game. The players aren't good enough. The, the effort level we're not sure about. I mean, oklahoma they look, look like they quit last week, but like nobody has a clue. Mike Gundy, pick a quarterback. Do it. Finally, my God, man, it's unbelievable. They have to pick somebody, but they're going to keep rotating guys because I thought both guys—I thought all guys played well last week. Save that. Save that crap. But look, man, like whoever loses this game, whoever wins this game is not going to be feeling very good about themselves whoever loses this game is going to feel terrible about themselves. Iowa state. Like we knew it would go sideways. Oklahoma state, man, it shouldn't be this sideways. It should not be this sideways. Six on the SBN plus Sam Houston against Houston. Houston has to win this game. They need to do it convincingly. I know uh, BYU only beat them 14, nothing, but Houston needs something to go right. They need something to go their way. They need to put on some kind of, of brave face. If you will, and start playing a better brand of football uh, as they move forward because um, Dana Holgerson's going to lose his job if not. I mean, he's on uh, right now, uh, on course right now, Dana Holgerson will lose his job. They need to start playing better. 6.30 on ABC, a night game on ABC here, as number three, Texas takes on number uh, unranked, excuse me, Baylor. 14 and a half point favorites. Blake Shapen will not be back. This is one of those games where a lot of people want Dave Aranda. He's mentioned it to win, but Texas has them outclassed, outgunned, outmanned, whatever metaphor you want to use. Texas is the better football team. If Blake Shapin was playing, I would feel much differently about this contest, but he is not playing. And the options for them, at quarterback are not good enough to make up the difference here. This one's a pretty simple. I have a pretty simple read on this game. Texas, I think was in a look ahead spot last week against Wyoming, they will coming to this game this week, and I think they'll handle business because Baylor right now does not have much for anybody. I think once they get shaping back, things will change a little bit, but this season's quickly going sideways for Dave Aranda and company, and they may need their leader back. Uh, They do badly. All right, so then we have the backup quarterback bowl. 7 o'clock, FS1, UCF at K-State. Avery Johnson looked good last week. I I don't think Will Howard's going to play, obviously. JRP, John Rice Plumley is not going to play. Backup looks good last week. Both Brady Cook from Missouri and Will Howard sustained injuries last week in that epic clash between Missouri and K State. So, obviously, a shout out to those guys for giving us one heck of a performance that they both put on. But, um, you know, at this point in time, you know, it seems like both those guys will not play. I will still take K State in this game, lay the points, but I do feel like not having the quarterback affects k-state more than it affects uh ucf because UCF like i don't think i mean i'm a john rice Plumley doubter or at least a truther i will not ever call him like i just don't think he's a very good passer will howard what he means to k-state i think just he i think he means a little more i think he means more to k-state because the playmakers they have around him are not quite as good um i think the playmakers ucf has you know compliment whoever the quarterback is very well So that's an advantage there. But I'll still take K-State because they're at home. But massive challenge for Gus Malzahn and company. I love that game. I think it's my favorite game of the day. Obviously, OU going to Cincy is a big one, but I think I like UCF-K-State just because of the intrigue of the back of quarterbacks and testing depth for two schools that I think have plans of being on top of the new Big 12. And your quality, in the end of the day, is really your depth is a reflection of what your overall quality is. So I'm excited for that one. All right, coming up here, it's your Saturday 7, the seven games outside the Big 12, me, Big 12 conference most meaningful. And let's go to those now. Saturday 7, 11 a.m., ABC number 4 Florida State at Clemson. Two point favorites only Clemson uh has won this game seven straight times. If you want to upset the apple cart, you want to turn things back to the way they were before. Florida State, this is your time to do it. Clemson's look better, lower level competition. It's obviously a lot of questions to be answered in that game. Two thirty on ABC. Number nineteen, Colorado at number ten, Oregon. No Travis Hunter. Coramani McLean cannot seem to break into the lineup, so I've got concerns with him at corner. Bo Nix has been fantastic. The Oregon offense has been fantastic. Let's say I'm gonna lay the points, but I would look in that direction as well. I'd go over on the total. I think it's like sixty-nine. Nice at this point. I would go over. On that total 230 on Fox, UCLA and number 11, Utah. Uh, it sounds like Cam rising will play evidence by where this line is trending right now. So I kind of like the home team for that reason. 230 on Fox, Alabama against Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin has been trolling Nick Saban all week long. It's been very funny to watch. It's been very intriguing to watch. And uh, I'm going to go with Ole Miss plus the points this one. Not sure they went out right, but going back to Jalen Milrow, in my opinion, for Alabama is the right decision. I think he's been the better quarterback of all three guys. I don't think he deserved to get benched, in my opinion, either. Uh, 6 o'clock on Fox, we have got number 14, Oregon State. number 21, Washington State. This is the Pac-2 Bowl. Enjoy that one, folks. I definitely have that one on the screen to give them some ratings, just to give them a little bump because they deserve it. 6.30 6:30 on NBC. Ohio State and Notre Dame's good old-fashioned helmet game. The line went to three and a half now. Actually, today when I'm recording this, um, I like the Irish. I like the Irish in this game. 6:30 on CBS. Number 24 Iowa. Number seven Penn State. 15-point favorites are PSU. This game is a weird one. You want to take the you want to take the under. Kind of tells you to take the under, but this game has been weird in the past. So it's a big time stay away, in my opinion. However you slice it though, massive weekend of college football. Hope you all enjoy it. We'll be back on Sunday.